At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy little duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by Lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Yeah. Thursday, October 21st, 2021. It's the Beating the Book podcast, Megapod, live from the D. In downtown Las Vegas, Gil Alexander, thanks for listening. As always, appreciate it. Every week this year, great feedback on every show, including every guest. Some to the good, some to the, you know, indifferent. Some to the, uh, hey, we didn't like that guy. Hey, it's all right. Ace, triumphant return to the pod last week. Uh, super well received. Loved having Ace back here. Uh, today, we have another esteemed guest. First, the staples of the show, though. To my left at the D, Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports, Derek Stevens Conciliary, and also co-host... Although he might consider himself uh, host one, I don't know. Co-host of lead, lead, of, lead, <laughs> lead, lead, lead host of Odds On <laughs> at Vison weekdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's Michael Palm. Hey, doing, Mikey? I'm doing great. Hello, James. How are you? Good to hear from you again. Todd is always in the Gillionaire. Yeah, thank you. By the way, I didn't hear this, Mikey, but somebody told me that Amal was arguing they shouldn't have gone for it on fourth down when Josh uh, Allen slipped. That's correct. Is that correct? That's is that right? What, what was his What was his reasoning? His reasoning was uh, you go to overtime with the better team. Yeah, but you have a much better chance of winning the game then. And yeah. if you don't make it they and st- kick the field goal, you're still going to have Derek, the same Derek, odd. Derek Henry's team. killing you, too. They st- had struggled in the red zone. They, I don't know. Uh, okay. I, I, I moved on, wasn't it? You moved on, yeah. Todd Wishnet from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, PA. By the way, somebody on Twitter got really mad at me for continually saying that you're from your mom's cork attic. But it wasn't that they, they were mad at the mom's cork attic part. They're like, why do you have to keep saying where he's from? I was like, oh, sorry about that. I didn't know you were really that upset about I mean, that. I mean, it, it is a little. It's, it's, it's a bit much. But, you know, I, look. No it's, not. Like I say saying... we're, no, it's not. We say we're from the D. Why is it any different? Okay, you know what? You're right, Gil. Thank you. You're right. By the way, that's Todd's way of saying I don't think you're right, but actually I am right. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. Well, I'm not going to hold up the whole show. Ladies and gentlemen, James Salinas. 
Guy's got a real Todd, job. Todd, stop talking. James Salinas, everybody, co-host of – now, what is the name of your show on the weekends, James? James, a former Super Contest winner. He won over $900,000 taking home the Super Contest prize. Then he had the audacity to finish third the following year. Then he finished 26 two years after that. Uh, what's the name of the new show, Jamesy? Great to have you. It is the Pro Football Blitz, and I do it with Brady Cannon, another former Super Contest winner from back in the day. And yes. so we we do both Saturday and Sunday, and obviously it's just like it sounds, Pro Football. That's it. That's the whole focus. We narrow the focus. We know we got so many other sports going on right now, and, you know, you guys were talking about where we were for Monday Night Football. Should they have went for it on fourth down with the Buffalo Bills? And I, I was – Damn right they should have done it, especially with the the leverage that I had on the bills just to win on the money line in <laughs> a parlay at the end of that. Damn right. So, but we're not we're we're moving past week six because week week six was a shitty week for me last week, and now I'm also have to move past. We're not talking baseball here, right? Because we don't want to get. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to get a little salty, Gil. I have, oh. uh, put it this way: I was on the Red Sox unders the last two games so we see how those played out and then yeah. unfortunately i was very sober yesterday and didn't decide to go chase and so i didn't chase a couple winners that would have had late last night so anyhow we've moved on we're moving on to week seven for the nfl so great to be on with all you gentlemen as always each and every year fellas uh we're really appreciative because i know you have a day job very uh very important day job there in colorado and denver that you uh making time to do this so i am super thankful um, those unders, by the way, the last two games of that series were brutal, just absolutely brutal, especially the one you were in. I'm still getting over the Giants, so and then, now my Dodgers future for March looks very precarious. So it's the uh, it's it's just not going well. James, is it true that your co-host on the Blitz actually legally changed his name to former Super Contest champion Brady <laughs> Cannon? Because it, and every and every time I hear it and every piece of Visa copy, it says that. I mean, so I thought maybe it was a legal name change. Brady was 2011. What, <laughs> what year were you, James? Uh, 2015. Oh, okay. Brady won it. There was like seven other guys in it. Three, I mean, it was oh, okay. Three okay. <laughs> James, I feel bad for you. That that loss with the uh, the under in the in the Astros game. That is as bad as they come. Oh, that is well, and 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 so I, I don't know how much our time constraints are here, but ultimately, see, that's the problem. Is yeah, it was leaning right up to, and I wanted to jump on the Braves. The Braves, I found them out here like plus one ninety, plus one ninety five before it started, but they were kind of overlapping, and I wanted to roll it over. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just I'll be out this the. the Square the sober square betting conscious of Ward Cleaver came out I was like no we won't be chasing any bets we won't have any of that and so just wait and we'll see how it plays out and then obviously they dumped it and then they even got more square I was like well I'm not gonna chase it no did I chase that last night with the Braves and then I didn't chase the Nuggets last night in a revenge spot going into Phoenix and they win the freaking game outright. so spot. we move on to week seven on Thursday yes I did not know Ward Cleaver used to bet I missed that episode yeah I did too <laughs> well, you like the Braves I just, I yeah, I just have that well uh, it's just this square better voice that comes in that just says, no, James, we won't be chasing any bets this evening. You're just going to play it, and you'll go on, move on to the next day. Now, I'm telling you, I know you guys don't do a, I, I know you guys don't drink, but usually when I bet and I drink, that's when I get pretty froggy with it, and I'm not afraid to get jiggy and fire away at it, and I was very sober last night, and so I did not do, I did not chase anything, and now I wish that I would have because they both came in, and think about how the Braves just completely dominated that game. I don't know what the hell where the 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 Dodgers are messing with their pitching staff, and I, I don't want to I don't want to get off on a tangent here. We're we're moving on to now, Thursday football, now so here beef, we go. Sorry, fellas. Now, beef, you don't want to make square bets. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mikey, you like I, the Braves. I got, I got, yeah, I do. I got impossibly lucky in that game last night. I bet over nine and a half. Yeah. Pre-flop. Oh, jeez. And after two innings of Framber Valdez, I said, this is a loser. Let me bet first five under three and a half. Oh, wow. And got there both. Well. I mean, I'd really written the nine and a half over. Yeah. You know, I Beautiful. just tried to get off the bet. You're, you bet the Braves already? Sir? I bet the Braves plus 130, and I have them for the series plus 190. Normally, I wouldn't bet them because I'm piling onto my bet, but I think this number is, I think the Braves should be favored today. No no Turner, no Muncie. No Turner, no Muncie. And, and a bullpen over, game. An overused and misused bullpen. What are you, and, and, and this is, the point needs to be made. This is not armchair quarterbacking with Davey Roberts. This is at the moment, you're like, what are you doing? As far back as game five against the Giants. I said in game five, why are you hitting for Jensen? Let Jensen close this game. You'd only thrown 11 pitches. If you go down with your closer, you go down with him. Screwed up Scherzer for game two. Now he needs extra rest. Screwed up game two Urias. with Urias, Urias yeah. and screwed up game f yep. and screwed up yep. game four with Urias. Mark, Mark Borchard had the best line. If you're going to be the Tampa Bay Rays, be the Tampa Bay Rays all season. Don't show up in the postseason and become the Tampa Bay Rays. Why Why did they decide to play it this way? You, so dumb. You know our guys, Josh Towers, has banged this drum for years. You don't make a starter reliever. It's totally out of his prep of what he's doing to go in and relieve. You can't just flip-flop him. All right, Circa Millions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a guy that's 26-4 and four in the Circa Millions. Mm. Think of this, Todd. If you went one and four the first week and you were perfect the next five weeks, you'd be tied. And here's the other thing. The guy is 26 and four. He only has a one-game lead. He's a one-game lead. I'm 10-7 and one, and I have a game and a half lead on Todd. Now, I've me, got more air than this guy. Let me ask you guys a question. And I'm talking to Super Contest winner and James Salinas <laughs> when I say this, so I better be careful how I say this. Yeah. This year in particular, though, but, but NFL in general, the size of the pool of players is going to mathematically randomly produce someone who does that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to take anything yeah. away from the guy who did it because he's sitting there going, well, it's me, it's me, I'm doing it. But come on, 26 and 4, like what percentage of that is skill and what is just a squirrel finding nut after nut? There's a school, there are not people are out there saying fade this guy the rest of the way because he's got to regress. He's got to, right? Good for him, though. No, he's probably going to regress to 50-50. That's what will happen. But the some, somebody has to get lucky, Gil. Somebody. So this said. guy. Yeah. So this guy's going to be the one who you know. I mean, he might he might be playing at a 55% rate, you know, on in basic. But still, you know, obviously he's not going to be 26 and four in the next 30 what? picks. I'll take the under on that. How about how about well? And and here's the other thing, Gil and fellas, with this is so I think about the year I won the super contest. I was twenty four five and one after week six. Mm -hmm. So same spot here, twenty four five one. Obviously not quite as good, but then the gravity of where you stand after you week six, you all the dust is settled. You look at the standings. You're like, when you when you enter the contest, yeah, there's two thousand people in it. I'll take a shot, see where it happens. Why not me? And realistically, you 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 have expectations, but you also have realistic expectations. Like it's hard as hell to try to beat the NFL and then win a big contest like this. And then all of a sudden, after six weeks, you're sitting at the top of the standings. You look at the top, it's like, damn. I am up there. Sweet. And then it's like, holy crap, I still got 11 more weeks to play. And in this case here, what? We got 12 more weeks to play, right? Yeah, a long way. And so then the gravity How starts to hit you of where you stand. Exactly right. And so you have. And for me, I was able to just sustain, sustain, sustain each and every week. But, but you didn't it's keep so going hard. 24, it's so... 5, 1, James, right? What, 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 no. what was the rest no. of the record that what was the rest of your? Uh, I, I finished. I finished. Fifth, I finished at seventy-two percent. It was like fifty-nine something, fifty-nine twenty-three and five. I don't know. Does that does that math work probably out? Probably like around 30, picks, whatever 30, that was. You were probably around thirty-three so, and eighteen the rest of the way, or something like that. 
Maybe so, maybe something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. I wasn't going to continue on that same pace for the next 12, 8, 11 weeks. But it's just the, the mental piece to it because it's such a long season. And then all of a sudden you're like, why not me when you enter the contest? And now I was at, you're, top of the, you're the top dog on the contest after six weeks. It's a lot of pressure each and every week that at least you start to put on yourself knowing you have a bad week and there's so many, it's so condensed, right? It's the, the compression is so close. You talked about Mike said how close everybody else is right there. And because the field is so huge, you have a bad week. You're going to see yourself tumble. So it's a lot of pressure before Sunday comes making the picks. And you got to be very decisive. You can't doubt yourself going forward. Let me just ask you one question though. So at what point, cause you had not one great season, but you had two, maybe even three great seasons. Like, when you have that kind of run, and maybe this is a question for now more than then, but I was going to couch it as a then question, like, at what point do you acknowledge you're getting the good bounces in addition to good handicapping, or now maybe even more, more, more interestingly, as you look back on that run, because you can't sustain it forever, what do you think of now? Like, what of it was you? What of it was just of that middle 40% of games that just they all went your way? Like, how do you view it now? I think at each, the first two seasons when it was first and third were different. First season, not having any expectations getting in when I won. This is the first year that I played. And then being on top, all right, just focus one week at a time. And then reflecting back, it was really what I was doing. I didn't take a lot of, I really didn't take a lot. I typically don't take a lot of favorites, but I wasn't taking those big underdogs. I was finding those numbers that were anywhere between pick them and three. Just to, let me just find the winner. And any of those that I was taking three, where it was the favorite of the underdog, they were covering. And that was really the, the big difference for me is all those games that were kind of coin flip games. Yeah. They were land. If um, I'm calling tails, they're landing tails each week. Those were coming through. I think in the second year, it was really the interesting thing, Gil, is each and every year, my worst month is always October. I don't know what the hell it is about October, uh, but these lines get sharper. And then the, we saw last week the favorites just killed it. Uh, but then things start to regress towards and they come back to the mean come November. And where you were in October and teams were in September and October, a lot of them fade back. And you see that happen with contestants in the Super Contest tour and then circa millions now at this third year going so i think for me it was different in that second year in the super contest when i came in third it was all about the second half of the season really getting dialed in on teams and whether it was favorites underdogs it didn't really matter it wasn't numbers i was playing teams as opposed to numbers in the second half of the season and went on a great run to be in that spot so it's kind of different each and every year when i've had good success all right well i have invited you in october so maybe that was the uh <laughs> what's, <laughs> irony of all ironies what's with october and people associated with denver that's so bad yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, and then and then Survivor. Well, once, once again, the no pick was second instead of third this week. Amazing. Nineteen Broncos, ten no pick, seven Dolphin, four Brown, two Lion, only one point, uh, and two Bill. Only one percent of the uh, two percent of the pool out. We lost forty-four, going from twenty-two sixty-eight to twenty-two twenty-four. I said, make a number, yes, no, that the no pick will be the most eliminations this week. Oh wow. <laughs> This week? No, this week it's going to be, you'd get a lot of plus money for this week. Because there's this week it's splintered, I think. So yeah. somebody's going to So you think lose. one of these big favorites yeah. will lose? There's somebody's like six games to play, right? I don't know about right? the biggest favorites, but somebody's yeah. going to lose. Okay. Um, we had a, a, Joe Pita and I had a, a little exchange off air, and we'll get to our picks here momentarily, but Joe, Joe Pita and I had an exchange. How many people do you think will be, how many entrants do you think will be left in Survivor after week 20, week 20 of, of your contest? Uh, he had a buddy, he... 
he said 200 and something. He had a buddy who said 100 and bare, not even 110. I said 96. I think there's going to be a lot of eliminations coming. Um, Thanksgiving and Christmas. I will, take go, care of it. I will yeah. go with um, 99 and a half. 99 and a half. Okay. Well, there's three times as many entrants. Yeah. We had 35 last year. Yeah. Right? I mean, what's I'll the, take what's under, I'll take under for both of you. Okay. I say under on both of you. Yeah. Okay. Because of that Thanksgiving I, and uh, Christmas shit is, is going <laughs> to really hurt. Yeah. So I'm going under 90. So you, Gil, you're saying there's going to be 96 winners at the end of, of this year? I went below the other two guesses. Yeah, I said 96. Okay, I'm going under 96 even. $1. Todd is taking $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $
Well, no, so I don't have a play on this. I typically try to – we already know Thursdays are kind of quirky, and I don't play them in any of the contests for sure because I don't want to put in all five plays on a Thursday. But also, I rarely play these Thursday games. A lot of time, if I'm going to play it, it's in-game. But you're talking about – you talked about all the injuries to the Cleveland side. Well, Denver, I mean, they're down to seeds and stems at the linebacker position. And we know that the strength of the Browns is going to be running the football – Denver Broncos have eight linebackers on injured reserve, including all four starters. That's where Vic Fangio, that's where his defense starts. He doesn't start up front and move back. He starts on the back end, those back seven, and it starts at the linebacker position. This is not the dome patrol going into this game for the Denver Broncos. And I think that's going to be the struggle here is at least you know what the identity of the Cleveland Browns are regardless of where they're banged up on the line of scrimmage with the offensive line and who's going to be running the football for Cleveland, they're going to be able to attack in between the hashes against the Denver Broncos based on all the injuries that they have at the linebacker spot. And I think that's where you can attack them running the football. You can also attack them in the middle of the ball, throwing the football. It is Case Keenum out there. So in a sense, we've got two backup quarterbacks. I mean, that's ultimately what Teddy Bridgewater is for the Denver Broncos. He's a journeyman banging around as a backup for the the last handful of years since his injury in Minnesota. If anything, I'd probably be leaning towards the Browns playing at home. I think for Denver right now, I think there's disconnect within that franchise. We didn't see any leadership out of that team last week, nor on from the sideline or on the field for the Denver Broncos playing against. Talk about a, that where the heads were for the Raiders. It was clearly the better team, the more focused team was the was the Las Vegas Raiders coming into Mile High. Then the Broncos take the day off. You have a short week. They didn't practice on Monday. So no practice going into this game. I just think that this this team right now is, aside from the first three games, we saw it was a really soft schedule for the Denver Broncos. They've had to play some, they've actually had to play some teams the last three weeks and got it handed to them, two of which were at home. I don't like the spot for the Broncos going on road in this spot. That line's been teetering. I see it now. A lot of one and a half, short number in favor of the Browns. Probably just if I get involved, fellas, they'd be in game. But right now, my initial lean, even though they're beat up, would be the Cleveland Browns at home. Yeah, Broncos played the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets to start the season. 3-0. and Then they played Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Las Vegas. 3-3. Three and three. Mikey or Todd, any, any plays on tonight's game? Total at 41, by the way. Todd? Todd? I mean, if there was ever a game that was ripe for in-game, which I think yeah. should be done on all games, this is the game, of course. Because what you're going to see is if Case Keenum turns around, hands the ball to whoever's the running back. Remember, Cleveland Browns' offensive line is just blasting open holes. And if they can run the football and you see that early, then I say you got to take the Browns because at that point, you'll know that the Browns can move the ball at least on the ground and who knows what's going to be with, with the Broncos. So it, I have absolutely no uh, pregame play, but it, this is certainly a game you can get involved with in-game if you if you see what's happening with all the, um, you know, with all the differences that are going to be on the field today. Mikey. Mikey. I debate using this game um, as one of my three best bets. Really? Well, yes, because I don't think, th I think the line has overmoved here. I, I still think two and a half or three is the right line, not one and a you half. You love the Browns. Mikey loves the Browns. He I, loves I, them. I do, although <laughs> I lowered them after that, that disjointed performance at home against Arizona. They look very undisciplined there. Look, I think the biggest thing that, uh, that's hurt them so far is Landry being out, actually. He's back. Uh, and he's back. Yeah. And um, this becomes a, you know, a, a teaser leg for the Broncos to go through the three and the seven now. But I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, take. It's down to one, Mike. Mike I'm gonna lay to one. Let me lay the one. Let me lay the one Whoa. here. Give me a Kevin Sumlin quarterback. All right. <laughs> Give me Case Keenum. 
The last time I looked, he was leading the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship game and going right down the field to go up seven nothing on the Eagles. By the way, you have the coach. You have to have, you have to say you have the coach edge because I'd much rather have the Browns coach than Vic Fangio. Yeah. So you have to have coaching edge. Mikey's referring to Case Keenum's unbelievable 2017 season for the Vikings that uh, the Vikings are still trying to chase. The author of the Minnesota Miracle in the uh, playoffs to Stefan Diggs against the Saints. But since then, he had, uh, he had a year with Denver where he was pretty good. Threw for, uh, actually threw for more yards that year than he did with Minnesota in 2018. In 2019, he played eight games, started eight games for Washington. They went one and seven. He was eight. Since then, he has thrown a grand total of 13 passes. So three years. Well, actually, two years, 13 passes. Todd, this is my number three play. Put that down for my number three. Number, there's, number three. there's things on the, the, the Twitter and the Facebook. They track only our top. Yeah. The first play we give. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Jamesy, number one best bet, sir, either side or total. What do you got? I think the best bet for me on the board is going to be, well, at I don't know. We're picking three, right? Yes, so I, I, I think a flat bet all three and not choose one over the other as far as the best bet out of the three. Let's go to the let's go to the um, AFC North and let's talk about this big matchup with the yeah. Bengals going on the road, catching six and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, Baltimore is there a more galvanized team right now? Is there a team that's had to deal with more injuries prior to the season coming in? We knew all the injuries that hit the the running back position. The offensive line took a took. I mean, I don't even know who's left on the offensive line. We know Staley's done for the year. Really didn't play much. The center went down. I know they had another guy go down against the Colts on that Monday night. So they're really beat up at the line of scrimmage. But I think the thing for the Ravens is. Those kind of things have motivated them each and every week. With all the injuries and everybody casting stones, this team's not going to be – they're going to be regression for the Baltimore Ravens going into this season. And then all the injuries piled up on top of it, and they continue to pile up. And yet they play high-level game after high-level game, high-intensity game, crazy comebacks. We saw that a few weeks back against Detroit. And Justin Tucker was the best weapon on that team, really, uh, for best kicker – probably best kicker in the history of the NFL, being able to knock in that 66-yarder. Like, each and every week, they're playing these high-level, high-intensity games. Same thing last week. All the talk is about the Chargers rolling in there, and we're going to beat the Ravens. And they're now the Chargers, the new contender in the AFC. Now, all of a sudden, the Ravens are, they don't have that chip on their shoulder to play here to say, we are the, we're the underdog going in. Nobody gives us the shot here. This is where I think this is, that the the gravity of the the. the Thinking about the energy and the emotion expended each and every week for this Ravens team, I think it kind of catches up here. Not that I'm saying that they're going to lose this game outright, but the Bengals coming in, I was kind of impressed not with the performance and not beating the Detroit Lions on the road, but I thought that was the perfect sandwich spot right there for the Cincinnati Bengals. Think about the week before, huge, huge hype around the Bengals playing at home against Aaron Rodgers rolling in the Green Bay Packers. Crazy game, wild game, wild finish, terrible kicking for both sides. We should just eliminate football kickers. We should just eliminate place kickers from the NFL entirely. Let them play four downs like we did playing peewee football. Here, I think now for the Bengals rolling in, they were able to keep their focus coming in. It was a total sandwich spot. You know you have a big game against the AFC North leading Baltimore Ravens, who handled you last year. They kicked your ass last year. 65-6 to in those two games was the collective score. I think you might see a little, uh, the Ravens being a little overconfident in this situation. They have the bye week on deck next week as well. You know they're really banged up, a lot of wounds to be licked. And I think they're going to come in a little uh, a little overconfident in this spot. I like the Bengals catching the six and a half points. I was pretty impressed with just their 
mental focus last week and go in and handle business the way that they did in Detroit in lieu of this game on deck here. It's an earlier start here. Not as much hype around this game. Definitely not as much hype for the Ravens. Uh, a little fat and happy Baltimore rolling in this spot. I'll take the Bengals plus six and a half. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's my number three, too. Bengals plus six and a half. Just I, I think since we did the power rankings. Uh, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, and I did it on primetime action. Jeff Parlay and I did it on a numbers game. By the way, all four of us independently came up with the same 10 teams reshuffled as our top 10. So the, the notion that four of us matched on 10 teams, reshuffled or not, is pretty unbelievable, actually. Yeah, but I agree with you because I think there's five teams in each conference that could win the conference, right? After that, it's yeah. a pretty then precipitous yeah. drop. But Cincinnati did end up being my 11th team. Uh, so that's the one where the, it starts to fall. But I, I, I like their Who's your defense. Who was your 10th? Kansas City Chiefs was 10. Oh, you want the whole 10? No, no, no. I was curious as who the who made the – where the 9, 10, 11, 12 line was. Yeah, there's a clip. So Chiefs 10, Bengals 11, and then I think it was Raiders 12 or something. Basically, the cliff after that, after 11, is pretty precipitous. Raiders, Panthers, Saints. I mean, that's the ilk – of teams you get to at that point. Who was your ninth? Cowboys or the Chargers? Oh, no, no, neither. Really? Ninth was... Uh, I had Baltimore out of the top ten. They're my oh, ninth oh. now. Cleveland left the top ten. So, the, how, where do you have the Cowboys? Six. Six. Um, so I'm, I'm with James. I think the Bengals have a really sneaky good defense. I think Jamar, I think the, the Burrow-Jamar chase thing is, is really awesome. It's a solid offense. I, and I'm not... I'm Like I said, I had Baltimore nine. I'm not this massive believer in them yet. Six and a half is a lot of points. I'm taking the Bengals. That's my three, though. Mikey, you're next. Number one. Well, no, Mikey already has a pick. I have done zero okay, picks. Okay, Todd. Go ahead. You're I'd right. Like to get my number Todd, two right. I'd like to give my number two right now because it's the same game they have. Okay, there you go. It's the under in this uh -huh. game. All right. You know, why don't you just give all your picks, Mikey, and, and, and that'll uh, be And fine. then I go last in the, in, in the teaser. Uh, I like the under 47 here, Todd. Remember this game last year was 27-0, I think, James. You referenced the composite score of the two games. And in the fourth quarter, they kept Mixon in there, just kept slamming Mixon into the line, running Mixon over and over with a running clock down 27. I don't know if they kicked the field or whatever on the end. 
But they were like they were trying to get a score, but they weren't going to let Burrow get hit anymore. They just kept killing this kid. It was like he got killed in Chicago and Soldier Field in, in week two. I th- I like the Cincinnati defense, though. Yeah. They're, they're solid. Is it 46 and a half? Is it 46 and a half or 47? It's 47, Todd. I'll, I'm just telling you right now. I don't, I don't care what your blinking board says. James, I'm quite curious. What do you have, do you have more, uh, more of, 46 and a half or 47? Well, I'm just looking at the circle James? board. James, do you know what, what, what this is more? Is this more 47? I- well, I have four. I have forty-six out here. So we'll go. Let's go. With, I mean, I think we should go with the circle lines. He's right there, isn't Mike? Mike, aren't you in front of the board right there? We yeah, just go off the live line of, and circle. Yeah. Well, no, I don't want to no, go off the live line and circle. Live line and circle is the worst. <laughs> Let me see. I'm Forty-five and a half here. All right, I'll give you forty-six and a half. But anyhow, I think both these teams are. Look, you have to be impressed by the fact that the the Ravens totally shut down Mike Williams last week. Look. Martindale said, you're not going to beat us over the top. You're going to have to drive the ball. You're going to have to take 10 plays, 12 plays, 14 plays. And the Chargers couldn't sustain the drives. Mm-hmm. They were the first team that really foiled the Chargers. Remember the Cowboys? It was penalties, false starts, turnovers that stopped the Chargers, not the defense. The Ravens' defense did. I think this is a good defensive matchup. I think this game is in the 30s, actually. So that's my second play, under 46 and a half, Todd. Yeah, I'm sure. Mikey, we don't want to give you 47, or those people will say, "Oh, it's affirmative action for mediocre radio guys." We don't want. Okay? For, for, we want you to earn. We want you to earn. Christians, you affirmative win. action for the Christians. Uh, Baltimore, yes. by the way, Baltimore held the Chargers to uh, season lows last week in points, passing yards, and rushing yards. Six points, 182 passing yards, 26 rushing yards. Um, just a comprehensive win. People are going to make a lot about those Brandon Staley fourth downs that he went for in risky fashion, but those only resulted in six Baltimore points. That was a comprehensive win for the Ravens. As far as the Bengals, four wins and as many is as many wins as they had all of last season. Zach Taylor had six wins in four years. Now he has four wins in six weeks. Todd, why Todd, don't you give a couple picks? Give a couple, <laughs> Todd. Snake it. Give a couple. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, Okay, I'm going to go with my first pick being the Arizona-Houston game. I'd like to take it under 47 and a half. Um, If you look at the score of the Houston football team scores, take out the Tyrod Taylor game because with Tyrod Taylor, they were actually not bad. Um, We actually won with them early on in the season against Jacksonville and, and covered that Cleveland game as well. But since then... They've scored nine points at home against Carolina. They scored a grand total of 0.0 at the Buffalo Bills in a game they were down 40 nothing, which means they didn't even get backdoor touchdowns when they were down a million. In the New England game, they got 22 and lost 25 to 22. Okay, you know, I'll give them credit for that. And then last week at Indianapolis, they lose 31 to 3, a grand total of three points on the road. Now, Arizona defensively to me has been playing well. I was really impressed with how they played last week again on the road at Cleveland, made a whole bunch of turnovers, played very well defensively, played very well defensively the week before against San Francisco, only giving up 10 points. The week before that, they only gave up the Rams 20, and one of those was a backdoor touchdown to Stafford, who used to be a backdoor touchdown machine in in Detroit. So they've been playing very well defensively. Really, the only game they didn't play well defensively was the Minnesota game, where they gave up 33. Other than that, they gave up only 13 on the road at Tennessee. This Arizona defense is pretty decent, in my opinion. So I don't see how Houston's getting more than 10 points this week. So if Houston gets 10 and Arizona gets 37, Mike, according to my math, that's 47 and a half under. So I'll take under 47 and a half 
for with a final score of Arizona winning at 37 to 10. Gil, am I doing anything wrong here, or is this correct? Uh, uh, yeah, that sounds, 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 the math sounds correct. Arizona has scored 30-plus points in five of six games this season. Um, just, you know, citing facts here of what has happened. Just, and then they pull the plug. In those games, if you notice, yeah. they were they were up 38-13 going to the fourth quarter. The final score was 38-13 in that game. In the uh, Rams game, they got to 37 and pulled the plug as well. Uh, they, you know, I'm not worried about that. They'll just I, run it. I will say this about Houston last week in defeat against the Colts. For those of us who had the Colts and Survivor, and lost on Houston plus the point, so I was playing at both sides there. That game was really close early in the third quarter. It was 10-3, to and then the Davis Mills picked to Darius Leonard, made it 17-3. to The Colts had the one big Jonathan Taylor run that led to it being 17-3. to I guess what I'm saying is um, that the interception really changed that game, and that uh, I could see you getting torpedoed by that more than anything, right? If Davis Mills— But offense. But their offense wasn't playing good. Their defense was playing good. Right, but what I'm saying, you got, you took the under in this game, right? Under. Yes, yeah, so what under. I'm saying is if Davis Mills has another terrible pick in their own territory, oh, that kind of I thing, that, that's how yeah, I can see I, it happening. Okay, uh, okay now what's another one, Todd? Take, okay, I'll give you another one. My, my next one is going to be another under. Under 47 and a half again, this time with the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, this team's offense stinks so bad you can't smell. You got to watch the game with the smell turned down because it smells so bad. They're the worst offensive team I've ever seen. My favorite part of this show is watching, watching the guest react to it. James is just like, I can't believe this guy. James, I haven't <laughs> sung the Miami Dolphins song in four weeks, and they complain on Twitter that I don't sing the song. So I had to give it to them this week because I was in the Miami game. Miami under 47 and a half against Atlanta. I am not impressed with Matt Ryan and his five-yard check, check down throws. Uh, they take a long time moving the ball down the field. Miami, do we really need to talk about what Miami does offensively? Because it's not good. I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care if it's Tua Tagovailoa or whoever else they decide to play a quarterback. I'm not impressed. I watched the Jacksonville game. I was up nice and bright and early to watch it uh, live from London. You're on the East I didn't Coast, see anything. man. Yeah, East Coast, 930. I was up bright and early. I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning watching uh, West Coast college football. Where are you, Gilly? That's only six hours later. We wake up at 630 to watch it here is all I'm saying. Okay. Anyways, my bad. Anyways, my point is the Atlanta Falcons don't don't impress me that much on offense. Miami uh, Dolphins certainly don't impress me much on offense. So if I'm going to get a number like 47 and a half in a game like this, give me the under 47 and a half. I think, you know, Miami's defense is better than their offense, too. So, you know, just give me more under. I don't mind the tune, but he's no Alan Lerner. <laughs> Who's Alan Lerner again? Lerner and Lowe, the lyricist in oh. Lerner and Lowe. He wrote the <laughs> lyrics to Lowe's music. Oh, you didn't like my, my lyrics that I came up with on the fly there? No, you said like, smell like eight times. The, uh, okay, you're right. I was a little, I was a little overly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, ha I do these on the fly, Mikey. So no. it's very difficult. Just like the picks. By the way, doing the uh, the power rankings. <laughs> hey, he just got it. He got it to beat late. Uh, I like them. the uh, the doing the power rankings. So Texans ended up 32, and then you know some mix of Jacksonville and the Giants and the Jets and all these Fakakta teams, if I may <laughs> say that word again. But the the most surprising team from a preseason standpoint in that bottom group is the Dolphins. Like they are just awful. So bad. And Urban Meyer did everything in his power to lose that game, and the Dolphins still couldn't take it from him.
the other and day. Brian Flores, who I used to really like Me too. coming into the year, yeah. has really laid a gigantic egg. I am shocked with how poorly this guy's coaching. I, you remember early in the season, I was like, oh, look at Brian Flores doing it with mirrors. Smoke and, and mirrors. Smoke. We said it, yeah, and, last year. And now all of a sudden, it's just like real garbage. <laughs> thing about smoke and mirrors, are there smoke and mirrors? That's the thing. Jamesy, what's number two for you? Number two, we're going to uh, we're we're going back to that Arizona Cardinal game in the Texans, and I'm going to go with the, I'm taking the 17. I'm playing the number here, and I'm playing the spot. This isn't about the team. We'll give you 17 and a half, James. James, we'll give you 17 and a half it. because there's about five places that are 17 and a half. If I if we get the hook on it, I'll take the hook on it. So thinking about, I just playing the playing the number for one. Obviously, it's the NFL, and I know the Texans have been huge dogs going into these games and they can't score just like you said Todd the, the offense under Davis Mills they're struggling they're not running the foot it's just a, a complete debacle we knew it was going to be that for the Texans the Texans I think outside of week one where they handed it to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, who were a road favorite in week one I, I think the Texans have lived up to all the low expectations coming into this season and and we knew it was going to be a, a bad season for them not only from the coaching perspective all the stuff going on with Deshaun Watson off the field and then just the depleted roster that really in just such a, such a short time that O'Brien just completely uh, de just decimated that roster but but thinking here with I just look at the scheduling spot for the Arizona Cardinals now the first six weeks of the they're, they're the only undefeated team in the league we know that and the first six weeks competing each and every week obviously to be six and oh but for those four of those six games were on the road so there's been a lot of travel we know all the rolling in to to Cleveland last week the COVID situation going on with the coaching staff some of the injuries that they had going into that role everybody well at least a lot of folks loved Cleveland in that spot and that was where the underdog role is for the the Cardinals again I think these are teams that find a way to find motivation to put a chip on their shoulder nobody thinks we can win let's go into Cleveland and, and put a licking on them and obviously they did now they're going to come back home, play one of the worst teams in the NFL, and what's looming on deck? This is the ultimate sandwich spot here where you've got the Green Bay Packers coming in on a short week on Thursday. So it's a tight week for the Arizona Cardinals. You're playing a bad football team to where you. this is one of those games where you just, let's just do it, let's get through it, let's stay healthy, and let's compete, compete playing for that number one seed in the NFC. Let's make ourselves, now that not only the Cardinals made themselves a contender in the NFC West, they've actually made themselves a contender for the NFC and continue to move on. You got a big game with Green Bay looming on that short week here. I just don't see the energy, the intensity in this game, in this matchup for the Arizona Cardinals to come out and be ready to be fired up. They just got to get through this game as healthy as they can and take on the Green Bay Packers come Thursday night. So I love the scheduling spot here. That's what I'm playing. I'm playing the number. So if Todd, you're going to give me 17 and a half. Love it. I'll take the hook. I'm playing the number and I'm playing against the scheduling spot here for the Arizona Cardinals. So make mine the Houston Texans plus 17 and a half. I'm going to have to go before James on my, on my first pick because... I like I, if you're giving me 17 and a half, I'm taking the Texans too. And I'll go back to what uh, everything you said, James, the scheduling spot, uh, the Texans, they've really only gotten, yes, they are the worst team in football. I power ranked them 32. But they've really only gotten blown out legit once by the Buffalo Bills. Last two weeks, again, two weeks ago, they should have beaten the New England Patriots. Uh, Patriots miraculously won for all survivor players. But this past week, 31 to three on the scoreboard. But again, that's a that was 10 to three after halftime at Indianapolis and Indianapolis. I mean, that was a must win. If we don't win this game, our season is done kind of win for Indianapolis on their home field. And the Texans hung until he threw that bad pick to Darius Leonard 
until they gave up that one play. That game got out of hand, but it was really a much closer ball game than that. The other the games before the, that Buffalo blowout were pretty competitive too. So 17 and a half, it's just in order to get back into this little contest of ours, uh, every time a 17 and a half appears on an NFL slate, it's almost incumbent upon me to take it. You have to take it. You, you have, have to, to take, take it. it. And I'm taking because it. The Texans, by the way, the Texans are going to cover six or seven games at the end of the yep. year. The NFL teams yep. are going to vary. Almost all of them are going to get near eight or nine covers. Yep. So you got to come up with some covers. Here's one to cover. Here's one to cover. Uh, Mikey, you're second. I've already given two. Oh, you have. All right. Can I, I, give, my, can I, I give my uh, third one? There, I'd like to give you to give your third. Yeah, let me give my first, which is my first. I am actually going to roll, and I and this is my uh, go against a potential survivor pick play. Um, I'm going to take the New England Patriots and uh, and uh, lay the points. This one is actually for for a potential survivor play, and I say this somewhat precariously because the Jets have extra rest here. They're one and four coming off a bye week. The Patriots, in the most heartbreaking of fashion, lose to the Dallas Cowboys last week. Should never have lost that game. Dallas, though, there is a case to be made that Dallas could have blown them off the field. Dallas ended up with three points on three first and goal situations, or three red zone situations, I should say, uh, I should say in the first half of that game. So there is a there is a yeah. case to be made that New England could have gotten blown off the field. Yo, how was he not in on third and goal I have before no halftime? His whole body, his knees his were in the end zone. I don't get his that. His whole body is over the goal line. <laughs> Dak Prescott. Right, and, and why didn't they review that? Because it was just happening too fast? Is that what happened? I don't know. The booth has to do it. was under two minutes. Yeah. And the booth has right, to do Right, so it. why didn't the booth review this when I'm asking? They failed, but they needed to, to review DJ Metcalf to see if he caught it. DK Metcalf. <laughs> DK the, Metcalf. The DK Metcalf was, thing, was, I was picking up tennis money. I was in the casino walking and watching and looking at the screens. So I didn't have audio. Bedosa. So I'm watching the, some Bedosa oh, money. She was phenomenal. Uh, so the, the, what a match, by the wow. way. The, the, uh, so the, that Seahawks review was on a screen, and I didn't have a benefit of audio. So the whole time I'm thinking, they're reviewing, did the spike happen before the, the gun, or whatever they'd use now, to end the game? At no point, without the benefit of audio, <laughs> did I think to myself, oh, they're reviewing the catch. What? What were they reviewing First the catch all, why for? why is the guy going out of bounds? Why is he running down the field? Well, he thought he, he, was, gonna, he, thought he was going to crash in and get a couple more yards and then be knocked out. But he you didn't. You don't need didn't. any more yards. Just jump out of bounds. I'm just you what he was thinking. Shannon Sharp agrees with you, Todd. Yeah. Did you see that Twitter yeah, battle? Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Boy, he's out Wait, of line. Am I wrong, Mikey? <laughs> no, Mikey, it's not, I, it, made, it made no hyperbole. Metcalf's decision to stay oh, in did. bounds. Yes. Oh, By the way, Gil, have you ever heard No Hyperbole? It's a mediocre radio show host steals a, a, a segment from a great guest and comes up with his own thing and never, ever attributes it to that great guest. Shocker for a Christian who believes in treating others nicely. Goyim, Goyim grievances. Goyim grievances. Goyim grievances. <laughs> Grievances with Todd's old. By, by the way, can I ask game. Todd a well, question? I just want to explain to the audience because we're too much inside. Those who don't, there's there's a huge oh. portion of this podcast audience that doesn't listen to Beeson. Grievances was a segment that the great Todd Wishnev once did on a numbers game, my show on Beeson. Wednesdays with Wishnev. Wish, Wednesday, Wishnev Wednesdays. Yeah. And then Mike Palm, alleged <laughs> by Todd Wishnev, and I think maybe I can agree with the, with the allegation, uh, took his segment renamed it, repackaged it as as something called, and I still don't understand the name, no hyperbole, and we as 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 members of the tribe call it Goyim grievances. You had like a David Letterman cadence there as you were oh, describing. You. You well, first describing. of all, thank I'm not really a member of the tribe. I'm a renounced member, but still, the point still is the point. You know what got, repackaged. And you know what uh, Hashem just did? He froze your screen because of that blasphemy right there. Yep, there you go. But so, can you hear me still? Yeah, we can hear you. But can you? 
we can I, I want to ask Todd, it, but why was Tomlin so upset? Why was Tomlin they, upset? They spiked the ball with two seconds. Why is he upset they reviewed and made him spike it again? I, I had absolutely no idea, but by that point, I had eaten so much popcorn and nachos. Oh, you were there, yeah. I was at the game, oh, yeah. and I want you to know, because remember I went over two years without eating any delicious thing, any kind of carbohydrate, any bagel, any chips, any pizza, any anything, any tater tots. I've actually slipped over the last month or so and eaten some horrible stuff. And that's why I'm in Disasterville area. But I had some nachos at the game, and it was delicious. Anyway, it's Belichick against Salah. <laughs> and I'm taking Belichick of the Patriots. I think after that loss, they recognize if this season is going to be anything, they must beat the New York Jets. The spread is seven. I'm willing to lay the points. They crushed them the first time they played yeah. this year. But this is the first rematch yeah. of any game this year between two teams. I think... Uh, the, I, I trust Belichick to duplicate that more than I do Salah to overcome that. This may be a controversial statement, but I think the Patriots are clearly the survivor play this week. I think they're my survivor I, play. I think they're clearly. People say, well, but they're going to play Jacksonville late. Well, there's, Jacksonville there's a, might be a lot better by then, too, yes. with Trevor Lawrence I developing. I heard you say that this morning. Oh, okay. That's a great you listen, point. Yeah, when, it, oh, I, when I drive yeah, in. Yeah, you're way in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hear the Mikey Palm show. Yeah. Uh, Goyam grievances. <laughs> no, but I, I, think that, I think that that's... We'll get to Survivor, but I think that's my play. I think it is. Yeah. You're number three. I'm gonna this is actually my number one. Well that was my number one. People too. will be surprised by this, but I'm gonna take the Chicago Bears. I am surprised by this. The really? Bears. Yes. I'm not typically a big take a lot of points guy. The Bears. I'm just not impressed with the Tampa Bay defense. Now Really? Now so, Fields, besides the banged up Fields, part about Fields, it. Fields the, the but because the secondary, they don't secondary have a secondary. Yeah. Now, maybe you can argue the Bears don't have the quarterback to take advantage I of that. I would argue that. You would argue that. But this Bears defense is not bad. And I don't know. I, and look, Brady's got extra rest, right? They played on Thursday. I think the Bears are live to win this game. Whoa. I think wow. that if the wow. Bears are within a, ah. the Bears are within a score at halftime, they're live to win this game. Now, they wow. beat Tampa Bay last year. Remember on a Thursday night in Chicago? They made that Tom, was when you know, Tom Brady didn't. Downs it was. He's going to know. Right. That was that game. But it, they made him look silly in that it's game. It's funny. Of the big favorites, and we're talking about Cardinals yeah. minus 17 and yeah. a half. The Rams are, what, 15 or whatever they are. Um, and then this one, this is the one that I actually feel more confident about the favorite in all of them. Really? But you, well, you've seen can, my record, so you shouldn't, agree be, to disagree. you shouldn't be so deterred. I won't go head-to-head -head with Todd, but I, I, <laughs> yes. I can fade it with you maybe That's sometimes. Right. Well, this one you can. How many am I getting I here, Todd? I agree with you. I actually like your pick on Bears, and I like the Texans plus 17 and a half, too. What are you listing this, 12 and a half, Todd? 12 and a half, yeah. James is, James is up for his third pick. Yep. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. James, what do you got? Number okay. three. Well, I've scratched my number three, and I've changed my mind, and I'm going to roll with tonight's game. Ooh. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Whatever number we're getting, one and a half, one, minus two. One. Minus it's one. less than a field goal. Minus one. One. What made you You change? guys name the number you... as, long, as, long as, as long as it's less than three. Just thinking about it, and I've been thinking about where, where Denver's head is, and this is more so the fact we talked about the linebackers. We know they're, again, season stems at the linebacker. I don't know who's going to play. They're looking at Jefferson Park to try to pick up some players over there. That's where I used to play football when I was a kid. It's two blocks north of Mile High Stadium right there. And they, they, there's no linebackers. And I just think of Vic Fangio. You know, we, we talk a lot about these coaches in the NFL. And we have the changing of the guard. And we've given a lot of, at least, you know, not a lot of, with with the analytics that have come into the game, we talked about Brandon Staley constantly going for it on fourth down. Are these the right moves? And then when it works, you're a genius. When it doesn't, you're you got to go old school. Well, nobody's more old school in this in this league than Vic Fangio. When it comes to preparation for one and the other pieces, in game management, and not that Stefanski's one of these new millennials taking over the NFL, but I love the identity of what the Cleveland Browns are. I know they're beat up in the in the backfield of running the football. But I just can't get fact of the way that they run the football and the way that they take advantage of the middle of the field. That's where Denver's biggest weakness is right now with all those linebackers being out. And the fact that Denver, where is, where is this Broncos football team's head? The first three weeks didn't play anybody but got a lot of hype because they came and won those first three games. Are they a contender in the AFC West? Can they compete with Kansas City Chargers, etc.? And then we've seen the last three weeks, especially last week playing the Raiders, where a lot of question marks, where were the Raiders heads coming into that game well the Raiders were the focus team not the Denver Broncos the Denver I just don't think there's any leadership going on on the sideline right now for the Denver Broncos nor on the field and then offensively Teddy Bridgewater he just looks so frail back there he looks looks like he's just smaller and smaller over the course of the years and now he's starting to curl up you see this pass rush getting to him the Raiders were all over him last week I think there was four turnovers out of Teddy Bridgewater three interceptions and he put one ball on the ground all of a sudden that's going to change and you're going to go on the road on a short week again into Cleveland tonight Thursday night football game yes they're banged up but their identity is still intact and whether it's running the football or that play action against all these newfound linebackers for the Denver Broncos I like Cleveland in this spot even though they're beat up Denver's beat up as well I'll take the Browns laying less than a field goal at home that's pick number three all right you've given three Mikey yeah all we need are Todd's, Todd's, Todd's last, last one okay uh, here's my last one I am going to go I'm going to go back to the well with a team that burned me last week. I'm going over in the Kansas City Tennessee game. I know the number is ridiculously high. I know it's 57 and a half and that seems like a ridiculous college football total, not a pro football total. But I don't care because have you seen these teams play defense? The Kansas City Chiefs they could have scored even more against Washington. They had an interception at the five-yard line at one point, and I think there was another uh, a problem inside the 10. But obviously the Chiefs are great on offense. Obviously the Tennessee Titans are horrendous defensively. We saw the Bills go up and down the field against Tennessee. We saw every team go up and down the field. Who hasn't gone up and down the field easily against Tennessee? No one. 
So we know Kansas City is going to score a whole bunch of points against Tennessee. And you know what? I like what the Tennessee offense is coming back into form from last year. Kansas City doesn't play any defense, and they're going to stop Derrick Henry? Give me a break. This game is going over a college number, 57 and a half, because these teams are both the ultimate in overs, and I know they make it so high because they want you, they want you to say, oh, my God, I can't go over 57 and a half. It's too crazy. You know what? I'm doing it anyways. Give me over 57 and a half because these teams are the ultimate over teams in the National Football League. Todd, that was going to be my third pick if I didn't use the uh, uh, Browns tonight. Oh, okay. So you're with yeah, me, I Mike. Agree with over you, yeah. 57 and a half. I agree with you. Okay. Which brings us to... Teaser. Uh, teaser. Teaser before Survivor? Yeah, yeah sure. And I go, I go last. You go last. Until I take a clear lead over Todd, then he can go last. Bruh, oh. I'm the dude to beat. I hate to tell you. Gilly, I won teasers <laughs> You, you last have year. your little battle with Todd while I destroy. That's fine. I'm sorry. What is your record? So we're, so Todd has a half-game lead over me in the teasers. Okay. Yes, I'm 5-1. And, one and one you have a half-game lead over me. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm going to beat. Exactly. And Gil, like I won last year. <laughs> What's that? I'm the I'm the defending champion on teasers I won last year on teasers. Did you? Well, yes. I mean, you know, what's that saying about the sun shining and a dog's behind? What is that? Yes, okay. exactly. All right, your uh, teaser of the week, James. Let us start with you. Two six leg, point. Six-point teaser of the week. Two-team six-point teaser. Let's go the first half with – we'll take the Kansas City Chiefs and we'll drop it to basically a pickup, right, or a plus a half, whatever well, you want to call it. No, they're four and a half. You could get one and a half. Oh, they're four and a half. Okay, then give me the one and a half. I have five and a half out here. That's the beauty. We got numbers all over the place, especially out here in Colorado. We got 20 different operators. I could choose from four and a half, probably up to six. But I'll put the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs in that teaser. Talked about the defenses on both sides. Absolutely nobody can stop either side. Uh, but I think about the Titans here. Now, apparently, well, I thought Taylor Lewan was on the Bills or on the Titans. Apparently, he plays for the Bills. But the fact that you don't have your left tackle there, I think that's that's crucial for that offensive line. We know Derrick Henry is going to be pounding the football again, but it is a short week, and he had a great uh, – I hate to get in front of Derrick Henry just like most of the defensive players in the National Football League, but I just don't think the Titans can match score for score with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, and I know this is not the Kansas City Chiefs offense where I think Mahomes has been throwing, making a lot of bad decisions because he feels like I have to make big plays because defensively my guy, my, our, our guys, our other, our other unit can't get off the field. So it is on Mahomes to have to play hero ball week in and week out. But it's not just him. They got plenty of offensive weapons to play against here. And thinking about the the hype and the energy that was expended on Monday Night Football for the Titans, especially the way that they got to close out and win that football game. Uh, I, I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs at a pick em or plus the one and a half in the teaser as the first leg here. I think Kansas City continues offensively where Mahomes, they can even recover from a few bad plays and defensively can't get any worse than where they're at right now. So I think they'll make enough plays defensively to hold the Tennessee Titans offense. I know the, the there's an injury bug too. I don't think Julio Jones is going to play this week for the Tennessee Titans. And then I looked at the injury report as well. A.J. Brown out with an illness. Anytime we see illness on these injury reports early in the week, always pause for concern in this day and age of COVID. So I'll go with KC, dropping that down to basically win the football game. And then the other side, I'm going to take the home dog here. I'll take it up to 10. And, uh, what's our number on the Seahawks? Is it four and a half or five? Seattle Seahawks are getting four and a half, I have. 
Four and a half. So Four I'll move half. them through the. I'll, I'll move them through the the seven, eight, nine, and ten to get ten and a half at home. Uh, with the Seahawks at home playing on Monday Night Football against the New Orleans Saints, uh, I. This Saints team is probably there's a number of teams that I've been struggling to figure out this year and put New Orleans at one of the as one of those top teams. Such an up and down season each and every week when you think they're going to show up like I thought they were going to show up and they're they're technically their home opener against the Giants because of everything that happened with the hurricane rolling through there. They had their home opener so late in the season playing the Giants and played well for three quarters couldn't finish up 21 to 10 lose to the Giants and that's the only when the Giants have so far this season is winning that fourth quarter in overtime. I just don't know which team we're going to get week in and week out from the New Orleans Saints. This just smells like a, a, a close game, a defensive game. I think we saw the Seattle Seahawks in the at halftime figure out, you know what, we probably don't want to put the ball in Geno Smith's hands, constantly slinging the ball down the field like they did in that first half against Pittsburgh. Went back to the running game. And not that New Orleans has a bad defense here, but 10.5 points at home with Jameis Winston have to go and cover double digits on the road I don't like their opportunity I think it's a close game could be a field goal game I kind of like the Seahawks plus the number but I'll put them and go through that 10 sitting at 10 and a half the second leg of that let's go with the Seahawks plus 10 and a half Russell Wilson eligible to return week 10 at the earliest for the Seahawks all right Todd by uh by request you go first on the teasers okay I'm gonna go with the New England Patriots uh I just saw the first game that the Patriots played against the Jets with uh, with uh, going against that rookie quarterback from BYU, and Bill Belichick made his life miserable. I believe he threw four picks that he game. Did. I'm he not did. positive, he did, yes. but I believe it was four interceptions that game. I think the Pats are slowly getting better. They were competitive with Dallas last week, which was kind of a surprise to me at least. Uh, and I think that uh, the Jets are just they're just not ready to go on the road and beat the Patriots. So I don't want the Patriots minus the seven, but I will definitely take them as the first leg in my uh, part in my um, two team teaser Patriots minus one as the first team and the second team. I'm just going to go with the old uh, Green Bay Packers. Ah, it's my teaser. Uh, it's my teaser. The Green Bay Packers minus the two because it's the Washington football team. And are they catching up with Taylor Heineke? Uh, what's going on here? I, I feel like this Washington team is really starting to hit the skids. And I just don't see them going into Green Bay and, you know, keeping it close against Green Bay. So if I can have Green Bay minus two, uh, you know, I'll take Green Bay minus two with the Pats and I'll just take another teaser win. To, to me, it is the obvious teaser uh, play of the week. New England, I already have them against the number. I'm teasing them down to basically just have to win. And exactly the Green Bay Packers against my Washington football team, which honestly scored one touchdown last week against the Chiefs with two... Which is real bad. Two by the way, that's real Yes, bad. that's real bad. And by the way, the only touchdown was because the Chiefs let two Washington receivers go clear past the defense. Taylor Heineke could have had his choice of who to throw it to. So that was just one big gaffe. And Kansas City tried everything in their power in the first half to give that game to Washington. Washington couldn't take it from them. I think uh, asking Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers to beat that defense by less than a field goal is not much of an ask. It is New England and Green Bay for me as well. Same, Todd. There it is. We all had it. Wait, what happened, Mikey? We, we all had it written down. We later. all had it. What later. I'll make my move when you, later. When you said Green Bay, when you said Green Bay, we yeah. gasped. We thought so you're Mikey gonna... is going to go do something similar he did with no hyperbole and copy <laughs> me with Pats minus one and Green Bay minus two. All right, Survivor. So here's the deal. This, I think, is the first week of Survivor here now in recent uh, weeks. 
where it's going to be much more splintered in terms of uh, the distribution of picks. Here are the bigger favorites on the board. New England, again, seven-point favorites at home against the Jets. Baltimore, six-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Cincinnati. Green Bay, eight-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Washington. Uh, and then the big ones. Rams, 15 at home against Detroit. Tampa, 12-and-a-half at home against Chicago. Arizona, 17-and-a-half at home against Houston. For me, I have already used Green Bay and Tampa Bay, so I throw those out. Arizona has a Christmas consideration. I am saving them, I believe, for then. Either way, I do not want to use them. Then for me, it comes down to the Rams, the Ravens, and the Bengals. I already have the Bengals against the spread. I don't entirely trust Baltimore in this situation. The Rams, I would like to save for later. So for me, it will be the New England Patriots. Who did you use week one on this ticket? Tampa Bay. Okay. And then Green Bay week two. Okay. Yeah. You're all over the Patriots this week. I'm all over the Patriots. Todd, you're no longer in Survivor. Who would you have played? Uh, this was the week I was going to use Tampa Bay because I would have, was saving them for this week. So I was going to use Tampa Bay this you, week. You, Mikey, you agree with I, me. I agree that the I think the Patriots will actually get the most picks. I think so. We can't use Arizona. But I bet with no. you guys. If, 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 if more than 50 people use Arizona, I'll just yeah. – they're not paying attention to the rules. And if I get through this week, I think I'm going to try to – I'm going to start to mute my Survivor thinking. Because now it's going to get serious yeah. after this point. But that the reason that I'm talking also New England is after having used Tampa Bay and Green Bay in my one remaining entry, for me it's sort of a potpourri of really mediocre teams after that. So the, the entry is actually building itself pretty nicely. Carolina, the Carolinas and the Minnesotas of the world and the, and the Indianapolises of the world, that kind of thing. So uh, I'll probably go New England here. James, you don't play Survivor, do you? I do play Survivor. Are you That's ready? why I'm so salty of the damn New Orleans Saints because half of my half of my uh, mm. half of my survivor picks went with New Orleans on that loss at home to the Giants oh. that week. So I, I I I didn't I didn't I haven't made my survivor pick. Usually I don't pick. You know we're talking about best bets. Normally I don't make any plays and any decisions until we get through Friday night into Saturday. But. I mean, that's the challenge with Survivor now is because of not only with the Thanksgiving, but also with the Christmas games on deck. And I can't use, you know, maybe I, I thought about maybe using the Packers here, but thinking I might want to save the Packers for later. We're thinking about where the Browns are right now and all those injuries. That was clearly, uh, do I want to play the Browns or the Packers on that Christmas night? I probably want to stay away from that one. I got to keep the Cardinals live for Christmas as well, so I can't play them this week. And I'm same with you, Gil. I think with the Rams, there's plenty of other spots in this schedule for the Rams that I'd rather use. Is it the Patriots this week for me, or maybe it's Tampa Bay? And it's either Tampa Bay this week, or it's going to be Tampa Bay on week 11 when they host the Giants on Monday Night Football. Uh, or even going into – there's there's so many other spots with Tampa. I think I can't give a definitive pick right now, Gil. Okay. Sorry, gentlemen. I just, I'm not there right now with Survivor because I think it's, there's so many factors in. I love all these little qu twerks, that the, you know, the, the tweaks that we have with having to keep teams alive. So I've got to do some more digging before I really yeah, know. Yeah, actually, I know there's, there's some people who's, who think that, you know, it, it made the game uh, have too much luck involved in it. Okay, I understand that thinking. On the other hand, it's also kind of cool – to have to mm -hmm. suffer with that 
you know, on the other hand. I like it. Yeah. I, I like it. There's, It's a challenge there. Otherwise, I mean, we've. Uh, yeah. if it's just – otherwise, we're just going against the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars or those types of teams each and every week. You yeah. can't. You're going to have to take some bad football teams out there too. But I don't think this is the week that I'm going to take one of those mediocre to bad football teams just to get one of those 20 picks out of the way. I'm on a mediocre – streak right now picking mediocre teams so final two questions the first of which is which of the big favorites is the most likely to lose outright same candidates i just gave for survivor uh including the six and a half and the seven point favorite i would obviously go baltimore as the most likely to lose but mikey you you're going tampa no oh, okay i think cincinnati's more likely to beat but i'm yeah. just saying it it wouldn't shock me if the bears won. if if they can stay in it in the first half baltimore gentlemen most likely to lose of all those yeah, I'll go with that. What if I reduced it? What if I took out Baltimore and New England and just made it the and just made it the uh, the double digit favorites, including the Green Lions. Bay? Lions could win against uh, the Rams. I mean, the Rams have had many games where they barely show up, and they just showed up big time against the Giants. So they're probably going to come in this week. And I almost took the Lions plus the fifteen and a half because of that. Um, but I could see that you know the Rams laying an egg this week. Wow. What are they? Where they're five and one. They lost to the Cardinals. Where are the many games they didn't show up? Jared, uh, Jared Goff last year against the Oh, Jets. you're talking about the pass before they got Matthew Staff. No, I'll tell you, Rams. What, you want me to tell you where, where games were Rams didn't really All these games they didn't play? show up in that they're 5-1 and one and they lost to the only 6-0 and o team. Arizona, they didn't show up, oh, right? Okay, they lost to a 6-0 team. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, that wasn't very good. At Indianapolis, <laughs> at Indianapolis, I was not impressed with their performance that day at all and uh okay granted the best of the <laughs> okay. i'm just saying that stafford is still stafford before until, he went from he went from five to one for mvp now he's like 16 to one until look until he proves otherwise he's still not a winner winner yet okay he might be a very talented player and everything like that but there's also you have to give him some of the the blame for for having Detroit be so mediocre for year after year after year. After I agree year. with that, Todd. And and so, he's, he's excused from all of it with everybody saying he's going to be the savior in L.A. Right. That's no, right. Right, and that's what I, <laughs> yeah. I I don't like this knighting yeah. of him all of a sudden. That all of a sudden, oh, Stafford's fantastic. He's no, he's a good player, and he's and he's got a good supporting cast. But until he he wins something, give me a break. The only time I remember him in the playoffs was against Dallas one year, and there was a controversial call. Right, well, that was the only game he was ever in the playoffs. Right, Correct. was he ever in the playoffs other than that? All right, final question. Yeah. 13 games, six buys this week. 13 games on the slate. You get to, uh, you have to play a side on every one of them, but you get one pass on an already jacked up week with massive spreads. What would be the one game, James, if you had to play 12 of the 13? What would be the one game on the side you would take a pass on? Giants Panthers. I don't want any part of this. The Panthers <laughs> going on the road as a favorite. What have we seen? This is Sam Darnold going back to this is like Buckner going back to Shea. He's going back to the House of Horrors at MetLife <laughs> Stadium or Giants Stadium or whatever you call it. He's going to go back there. I don't want to hear about all he's motivated to go back there. It, he's reverted back. He's seeing look what happened last week. The last he few weeks. Too, yeah, they put up James. Oh, what about I his know stinks? it. Now <laughs> 
<laughs> he does stink. <laughs> and now he's going to go back. And it's, I'm sure he's having nightmares having to go back to MetLife Stadium. And then think about the Giants. The Giants are just awful. This is just a bad football team. It's a, from top down onto the field. I think the only thing that's live in MetLife Stadium at the Giants games is uh, Sid is squirming around in those catch-up dispensers. And I, there's nothing on the field going on with the Giants right now that compels me to say, I like the home dog in the New York Giants here, even though it's typically it, the Carolina Panthers with coming back into this spot here. But the Giants at home, uh, they've scored four touchdowns in three home games. They just got it handed to them by the Rams. And I know Joe Judge giving him another tongue lashing. He does it. Seems like he does it every single week, whether it's publicly or, or inside the locker room. I guess he did the same thing this week. They're not hearing his message. This is not a team that's com even competitive. They've scored four touchdowns in their three games in those three losses and two of them were in garbage time one of which was last week as well this is just a team that can't score I don't like either game maybe if I was going to play it I'd play the under but I don't want anything to do with that but I, I hate to pair it, I hate to pair it James on this but that is exactly the game there's because there's so many different possibilities right Carolina could actually show up and blow them out and the Giants again against the Rams I know the Rams ended up blowing him out, but we're never really honest about NFL outcomes. Like, if, if Daniel Jones doesn't throw the ball around the yard or is loose with the football, you just never know. Like, that game got out of hand so quickly. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants came out and won that game. So that's that's my play as well, Carolina and the Giants. But, by the way, can we just say something? Mikey got so lucky in that game. Sam Darnold found a way. Sam Darnold found a way to lose a game where his team blocked the punt in the fourth quarter, had the entire crowd into the game, and they were ahead and lost to Kirk Cousins. How is that possible? Because Mikey had the Vikings, and God likes Christians and not Jews. The, the, the Vikings totally dominated wow. the game. He wow. totally Mike Zimmer got to the 32 and stopped coaching. I mean, he, went to, he wants to throw. Cook is a north-south runner. He throws a toss, sweep, loses three yards, and rushes the punt team onto the field. Zimmer's a joke. Zimmer's a joke, Todd. Yeah. The game I don't want to have any part of is the game that Gil had guessed the wrong favorite on with Chrissy on Monday. Dolphins Falcons. I, agree. I want zero I have I no agree. idea what's going. I don't know if two is even on the team anymore. He's not listed on the depth charge one day, then he's lifted it and I don't know. Let me ask you one question. I was watching this Jets Falcons game a couple weeks ago, the second half in London. Yeah. The quarterback Wilson and the running back looked like they were like a foot and a half shorter than every other player on the field. They just like, they're very small, the that, Jets players. That was when I went, this will take you back, when I went to a uh, training camp for Washington years and years ago after they drafted Heath Schuler. Do you remember? Mm, yes, third from, Tennessee, draft, from, from Tennessee. From Tennessee. And Washington was a couple years removed from a Super Bowl, but they had had a bad year. That's why they got yeah. the third. It was, it was Norv Turner's first year or second year, whatever it was. But they had the third pick of the draft. They drafted Heath Shuler. You took one look at Heath Shuler behind center, and I yeah. turned to my buddy. I swear, I go, he's the quarterback? And you could tell when they were interviewing yeah. Gus Verrat, who was a seventh-round pick that year. Gus, they interviewed Gus like, oh, so you're, uh, you know, you're, you're vying for the uh, for the starting quarterback? He goes, no, nope, but, you know, you could tell he was smiling. He's like, no, it's Heath's team. He, was, he already knew. <laughs> anyway, to your point, Zach Wilson looks like that, too, to some. Yeah. Todd, what do you want no part of? Uh, I mean, I agree with with James on Carolina and New York, New York Giants, but also the Colts Niners game. I, you know, who's the quarterback? And then you get Carson Wentz on the other side. I don't want any of that. Colts Niners is why you can't grid this stuff out in Survivor from the beginning of the year. Because after week two, if you gridded it out, gridded, by the way, that would have been one of your picks. Yep. You'd be like San Francisco over Indy for yep. sure. Anyway, we got to run because Mikey's got a show to do. It's called Odds On with Amal Shaw. I have Visa, so he's going to do that. 
Uh, James, I'm going to right now quickly turn tune to vcin.com not to miss that because it's a fantastic show. No hyperbole. Great. <laughs> James, James, thank you for doing this. I know you're busy. I appreciate you doing this. Super contest champion for life, James Salinas. Thank you, James. Thanks, Always James. Always fun to be on with you, gentlemen. Absolutely good. Good luck with your bets this weekend, everybody. And the name of the show that you do with Brady on the weekend at vcin is called? The Pro Football Blitz. Pro Football Blitz. All right. With former uh, Super Contest winner Brady Cannon. Brady Cannon officially changed his name. <laughs> with the name change. With the legal name change. Yes, I'll bring that up. Uh, I'll bring that up on Saturday. Is it that or is it Brady Cannon, comma, and oh, by the way, I won a Super Contest? No, they listed in front of it now in oh. all VSIN copy. I see. Okay. Uh, we love Brady. Brady's always our leadoff man here yeah. on uh, Megalot. Uh, thank you, James, for Mike Palm, for Todd Wishnev from his mom's cork attic, because we want to locate him. Gil Alexander, yes. thanks for listening to the Megapod. Good luck with all your picks this weekend. I'm the man of beaten teasers. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.